0: Out. I had one pellet went through my left eye, the cornea, shattered my lens, patched my retina, and then it went through the, my nasal cavity and is currently resting on the optic nerve in my right eye. And it's literally too dangerous to take out. It would blind me. And it's unexplainable uh, how I'm not blind in both eyes. They're just like, you don't understand. The doctors are, it's medically unexplainable, scientifically unexplainable. Um, I had about eight, eight pellets that hit my jugular. Um, none of them punctured also unexplainable. Uh, I had a dozen or so pellets hit my esophagus, which was, they were very concerned about that. Um, and they wouldn't let me eat or drink anything for several days because the, if they, they they were like, you, you'll have problems the rest of your life. And, um, then they, they put me in this weird x-ray box thing and have me drink this dye and pulled me out. And they're like, you're the luckiest son of a bitch we ever met. You don't got no puncture rooms. Go ahead and eat
1: something.
0: Wow. Well, um, yeah. I got hit. Uh, I had pellets in my heart. I had four lung contusions. All of them were like, they're like, dude, if you literally could get hit in a place in these organs, you got hit there that like couldn't, that's not going to leave you maimed they're like it's unexplainable especially the the amount of times and the amount of places because i got hit i had pellets on my stomach kidney liver um i had pellets that kind of littered my spinal cord all of them being within a hairline distance of paralyzation like i should be with, i should be dead like period but like to not be paralyzed 10 different ways is is it's, it's literally unexplainable, and then the, the the one the shot that hit me in my hip, it had exploded my my left butt cheek, giving me about twelve fractures in my in my hip. All which I needed no bone grafts; it healed naturally. And it, the pellets went around my sciatic nerve, unexplainable, absolutely unexplainable. None of they're like, dude, you would have problems your entire life. Like you were going to be fine. It's just, it's it's like medically one of the I'm one of the most unique if not the most unique patient ever went in IHC hospital unexplainable like the pellet had shed, like shredded my nerves in my in my thigh and but it was still where they hit like the, it all grew back and like yeah I had to have I had 95 staples in my stomach where they had to go in there and they had to like get shit out of my lungs and some other places and. And then I had 50 or so staples in my, in my butt cheek because it had just exploded. And so I had to go through having a wound vac. I mean, the pain was, it's, it's literally, it was literally undescribable, like the wound vac, where they had to have the, there's a tube wrapped around a sponge wrapped around the edge of a, of a tube and they stuff it down in that hole. And then it's on a constant vacuum. And then every three days they got to get it out of there and clean it. But your nerve endings grow into that sponge. And so as they're pulling it out, it yanks out the new nerve endings, which is the most painful thing I've ever imagined. And then they they, to, they clean it. Then they take a scalpel and they got to stab you a bunch of times inside the wound to create fresh wounds because that's, you know, the new white blood cell count to heal it properly. And it literally they had to do that every, every three days for four months. And like I can't even begin to describe to you the excruciating pain. Yeah, they had me mainlined to fentanyl and they were mainlined me to dilata. They eventually mainlined me to ketamine. And when I got out of the hospital, they had me on oxycotton, which I had to take religiously every two hours. Like, period. Like wake up, take a pill, wake, dude, period. Like do not miss a pill. Because if you did the pain would start to set on and, and it is, it's, it's just mind boggling the pain. But by the time I had, I had been in the hospital and I, they had within about 10 days, they had me out of rehabilitation. I was not allowed to put any weight on that left leg. That was the biggest, that was a humongous injury is out on that leg. And then, but slowly but surely, I, I was able to, you know, walk with a walker, and then and then move over to crutches, and I crushed my way out of there, and uh, so I had to learn how to walk again, and over several months, too, because so when I went, my friend took care of me, I got muscle atrophy in my left leg, from not being able to use it, so I had to rebuild the, my entire left leg, and all the strength, and I uh, I went to, to yoga almost every day, and it it helped me uh, give my uh, give my strength back in my left leg. Like I remember the first time I stood on that left leg by itself, um, with uh, without any assistance. It's like a big deal. And um, I didn't get to go to Maureen's funeral because I was in the hospital. We threw a celebration of life here for her, which was pretty amazing the turnout and the people that she touched yeah they had to do multiple other surgeries on my eye just to get it stabilized and they say that I might even be able to see again they they I have to get a donor cornea a new lens and and uh, they had to clean some more trauma they're like dude you can still you can see color and light they're like you have a good chance to see it again so that's insane and now I can I can go snowboarding I can go rock climbing you know, golfing is it's insanity. I mean, it's like the, the surgeon is like not possible, not feasible. Um, out of 40,000 surgeries he has done, this is like one that is absolutely unexplainable. It was like, you should be dead. First first foremost, you should be dead. Uh, bleeding out for 25 minutes. Yep, you should be dead. You have a better chance of winning the lottery than not dying. You have a better chance of winning the lottery twice in a row than something like this happening not being paralyzed from very from the neck down really, and never being able to regain ever. So I had to learn how to walk, talk, eat, bathe, sleep. This, this last July 17th was two years with the, without an Oxycontin. Um, and I'll tell you what, dude, that was tough. That was tough getting off those. Like a night, like the surgeon was like, this is the last script I can write you. I'm like, what are you talking about, dude? And he was like, it's just, that's it. You need to make them stretch. And I was really worried, but I knew I probably could go to like a pain specialist or somebody that would give them to me. I mean, look at my injuries, you know, like, but I was like, man, you just going to be high on pain pills your whole life. You know, let's try this. And I started cutting back little by little weaning off. And I was down to eating one, half a pill in the morning, one half a pill at night, and a bunch of Advil, migraine, and Celebrex and Gabapentin. And then one day I said screw it, I'm just going to just going to quit and do the next 2 weeks was dark, real dark to get off that shit. But I did it and I never looked back. and So that's about that. Wow. There's more, there's like more to the story. Like there's more, the whole healing process was just insane. Yeah. But as far as the story goes, that kind of explains where me and Mo were and what had happened that night. And just, you know, I don't know, sometimes I'll tell you, sometimes I wish I would have just died with her in that ambulance sometimes cuz it's been absolute hell. I mean of course I I'm grateful for life and I have good friends and I have good times but between you know that and covid I mean it was just it's just been it's been nightmarish.
2: So do you have any thoughts? I don't know like do you think there's a reason why you lived or do you think it was just dumb luck?
0: No, I definitely think there is a reason I live. Okay. Definitely. Without a doubt. Um, you know, I think I have a. I believe in spiritualism, like we know we sign up for our contracts, we sign up with what we're supposed to do on in our school to gain spiritual growth and whatnot. And I think me and Maureen have a, had a special mission on this planet, and I think <laughs> I think her and I drew straws. And she got to go back to the gotta go back to the, frickin, <laughs> she gotta go back to, uh, the spirit world. And I got to. I'm like, oh, damn it. You know, <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, God damn it. Why'd you leave me here?
0: <laughs> uh, she doesn't leave me. I mean, I hang out. I'm hanging. She's sitting right next to me right now. She's right here. Right now. I know she's showing right now, pointing her finger out laughing at me. <laughs> I, I know that she's doing that right now.
1: Well, and Bree, uh, Jeff does tarot cards and stuff, and into all that. And he says that you know, Marine's always there when he does that too. Oh
0: yeah, always. So yeah, I get to, get to hang out with her all the time. You know, <laughs> and um, it's just in in that stance, and I have to deal with, you know, the 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 fallout of this whole debacle.
2: With you being there, it sounds like there wasn't a lot of clues to what actually happened. Have there been any answers? Has anything been figured out as to what went on?
0: I mean, I know my theory, which you're never going to convince me otherwise. Never. <laughs> like, because first off, I'm right. And I don't need proof when I got instinct. I just don't. The police do need proof. Right. You know, and so, you know, with giving them the benefit of the doubt, uh, I don't know what they're up to. It seems to me like uh, (laughs) they've given up. That's what it seems like to me. But what do I know? Like, I can't like I'm not going to sit there until everybody that oh they, they they gave up with certainty. But it sure as hell feels like that. And it feels like that. From several people that I've talked to, that they've talked to recently, seems like they've just given up.
1: Yeah, and the original detective that was on this has kind of just gone MIA.
0: Not even kind of; he's gone MIA. Yeah, which is weird. Um, I, I figured, you know, him and I—he was—he was one of the first responders, and he was responsible for my personal security for the first week, and he stayed with me for that whole week. It basically, didn't even leave my side. And, you know, I remember when he told me that it was, it was like this moment of like silence where he's like, Jeff, I don't know if, if you know this, but I was your personal security for the first week. I'm like, no, I didn't know that, sir. He's like, "Yep," And he told me his story and I'm just like, dude, like there was this, this level that of respect that I have for him that it, it'll be that that respect um i couldn't i couldn't have that same respect for anybody else ever ever because the only way to have that kind of respect is to go through what we went through together
2: and now he's just gone
0: he's just gone he's just gone that is so strange yeah, and he was dedicated. He was like, I'm going to freaking, I'm closing this case. He's like, I am going to solve this case. Passionate. And then all of a sudden he just, uh, oh, he just took leave from the, uh, and went and he's, he works in the private sector now. More money there. And I'm like, just like, something else is up. I know something's up because that guy, at the very least, would have made an introduction to the new detective. Yeah. And said his goodbyes and gave us an explanation he would have i know i know him at least that much he was silenced for some reason for some reason i don't know why but he was silenced i don't know why
2: it makes yeah, you wonder how often things like that happen too
0: Well, i don't know i don't know what the hell happens i uh i was like It's fishy as hell. It stinks all the way down to the freaking garbage dump, dude. That's what it smells like. Smells like straight doo-doo. And, like, when something smells like doo-doo, like, it's doo-doo. Something is doo-doo. There's shit that's going on that align with the fact this is all doo-doo. And, like, maybe I'm ignorant. I've always accepted that. Maybe there's some big, like, thing that I just don't know about. You know what I mean? This is all just, like, an act or a role play. You know, for some big other like thing that they've got going on that they don't want to get out. You know, for any means that's they've got me thinking one thing they've got them. You know, but I think it's doo doo. (laughs) That's what I think. I'm going with that, and I'm gonna why I'm doing this because I'm not. I don't want to make any more enemies, but I need to do something. I'm sick of not living a normal life. It's bullshit. So, yeah.
1: so Oh, go yeah. ahead, Aubrey. I think we were going
2: to the same place. I was going to ask, so would you be willing to share with us what you think happened that night? Yep. Look at
1: that. We're in sync. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, like, I think it was uh, a collaboration 2 ex-girlfriends. And uh, I know it because of a counselor that myself and an individual um, were seeing together for a mutual interest. And this, this person was just very disagreeable in counseling and just all this had come up in counseling. I had even gone, I had gone to the counselor individually told that told her that, I was afraid for myself and my family's safety. I made a report with a detective about a month and a half, two months prior saying I was afraid for myself and my family's safety. So why were you afraid? Because of what was going on. Because my, I'll tell you what, not only my son had come and told me, says, Hey, I, I, I talked to Krista today. I was like, the hell do you mean you talked to her? Come to find out. His mom got a hold of her and this chick is absolutely.
1: You guys listened to episode 82. It was on crazy as this crazy does the life of the serial killer by John H. Mudgett. So this is a book that we're actually going to be doing in one of our book clubs. So if you guys are intrigued by notorious serial killers, such as 10 Budney and the Zodiac killer, then this is the horror book for you. Plus, Not only that, guys, we're giving away some free copies as well. So if you are interested in a book that blends
2: fiction and history and does it in a way that you have to stop and
1: think as to which parts are true, check out this book. Yes. So that is Crazy Is As Crazy Does by John H. Mudgett. So, you know, it is spooky season, guys. Spooky season is here. And you guys can get all of your spooky season uh, fills with, well, Indie Drop Scary Time. So, Indie Drop Scary Time has a whole bunch of um, different episodes from different podcasts from the best of the best. And one of the ones that I listened to was The Amos Family by Revive to Crime. So, this was about demons being in the house. And actually, Zach Bagelbites decides to actually buy the house. He actually goes through it, says that it's too terrible to keep here, and then destroys the house. I'm like, okay. But it is a very interesting story. So you guys should check out uh, that's Indie Drop. That's uh, Scary Time. Again, that was the Amos family with Revive at True Crime.
0: They're a great place to find a new podcast.
1: Yes, they are. <laughs>
0: She can play out an act, let's just say that. She's uh, an incredible actress. Now, I can't openly diagnose her with any type of mental instability or, or you know, like, I'm not going to do that. But I can tell you this, that uh, she had me fooled big time about what uh, and who she was when we were together in 2015. I dated this girl for three months and she stalked me for six months been arrested multiple times doing it uh and i finally have, was able to ghost her finally and she was gone for three years until mary had gotten a hold of her and uh i went into the counseling and i was like the hell what the hell is alex talking to this girl for Oh, i just thought that she would Cause like, cause I was like, yeah, I talked to her for like a half an hour. I was like, Oh my God. Like, you know, like my, my world flipped upside down. So I know who Krista is and I know what she's capable of and like, and why, like what the hell, you know, her and Mary, they had no, they, they weren't friends, you know what I mean? She did this for an ulterior reason. So the counselor even scolded her. Like, don't you dare let that little boy talk to that woman well a couple sessions later mary comes and she's like well you're gonna go to prison i'm like what are you talking about she's like that's right there's a warrant out for your arrest actually too and i'm like for what and she's like for sending people to california to beat up and rape krista i was like is that so I was just like, <laughs> you're smoking crack, okay? You're literally smoking crack. I said, like, well, you're going to prison. There's warrants out for your arrest. I was like, why are they here arresting me? Well, they're just having a hard time locating you. I'm like, I'm right here. Tell them to come through. Why, why don't you tell them I'd be here? I don't want a warrant out for my arrest. Well, over that she had that story going uh, all the way until the cops had told her after the incident, after the shooting, that that was all a lie because she had told the cops the same thing that I had warrants out for my arrest and that I did all this and the cops, of course, cleared every single piece of me because none of it existed. Well, my son had come and he had told me that he had overheard that uh, Krista, her da- dad, and uh, and uh, his mom talking. He's like, I think they're trying to hurt you, dad. I was hurt me. Well, Alex, I'm not going to do anything. Well, I guess he had told me a couple of times where um father had been like, I know a lot scarier people than that. Time um, He had overheard Krista had said, no, Mary, we should probably stop talking for due to a paper trail. And then, like, you know, there was like this little meme on Mary Lee's Facebook. It's all like, she's like, it's all like, it's one of those days I really just need that kind of friend that will. And then it's like a window and someone pops in the window with a sign that says, kill somebody. And it keeps like popping up like that. And the first comment, guess who it's from? Krista. And it's all, I think it's still on her Facebook. If not, I got screenshots of it, but it's all like, Krista's like, I'm your girl. Like right in the public. <laughs> And then, and, and of course, I call a detective. And he's know, oh, there's nothing we can do. I had told the, I had told the courts. I had told the counselor. I had told the police. No, nope, nothing we can do. Nothing we can do.
1: So report. That's about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, she already tried to freaking kill Marine by back in 2017 when she had. Um, no, it was 2016. She had sent Alex over to our apartment and Alex came and asked me says dad could I have a couple glasses of water from me and mom I was like yeah sure he goes and brings the water to mom five or six hours later and we're sitting on the couch and Moses like, do you think it's weird that Alex gave me a glass of water without me asking for it I was like he didn't ask for it she's like no I'm like did you You didn't drink it did you she's like no it had all these weird little bubbles in it I was like what the so I go wake Wake him up! I was like, start scolding What the hell's going on? I'm like, I don't know, no, 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 boy, it's just water. Like, I'm like, I'm gonna find this out, son. I'm gonna find out what's going on. A couple minutes later, I see a light turn on to his room, and I go back in there, and he's got a bottle of ising, an empty one in his hand. And I was just like, what the hell's that? He's like, oh, it's for my nose. I like, oh, think says eye, his eye drops. He's like, yeah, but I use it to to unclog my nose. I'm like, where'd you get it? He's like, my mom got it for me. That's what I use for my I'm like, you don't use this for your nose. And I was like, I'm going to figure this out. And then when I went and researched, it's all like, oh, dude, like two drops of that stuff. Like call poison control center immediately. So I go back in there. And I'm scolding, I'm like dude what you know I'm like you need to tell me right now she could have died you literally and she's like okay screaming. my mom told me to do it my mom told me to do it she told me to dump in her drink she said oh but do make her poop a lot I didn't know it I'm just like oh dude call the police they laughed at me oh no. they called Mary she's like oh he's just ridiculous I would never de- I don't even know her. I wouldn't do something. Well, how the hell did he get the damn eyes? Well, He's seven years old. Seven. The cop laughed at me. Oh, dude, your kids say thing. Oh my, what the? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then we took Alex to the the, the, the AFC certified court order, ASCC certified therapist, and I, ought to repass the note on to uh, the, the letters that she wrote to the courts stating all these things I could even read them out loud and my son reported it's insane insane saying that she absolutely because Alex spilled the beans about like because he was he lied of course he lied to protect his mom and then he came and told the counselor all the other things the whole other He, she's like yeah I believe that he was being coached the as mother absolutely did this we brought that to the family court nothing well didn't he even bring it up he didn't even bring it up it was insane. I was like, are you fucking crazy? Look what you did. What? you tried to freaking kill her. That's attempted murder. I don't give a damn. Like what, like, what if someone had stomach problems? What if they didn't? A whole bottle? We're talking like two or three drops of seen All is needed to make someone violently ill. And he was instructed to pour the whole bottle. A seven-year-old little boy. What?
1: No seven year old in their right mind is going to think, oh, I'm just going to pour this in water. Of course, it was her,
0: you know, but she knows. And no, no, they didn't do anything, nothing. And guess what they're doing about it now? Fucking nothing. You know, they're like, oh, we interviewed Alex. I'm like, where? In front of his mother? They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, you know, she'll go to jail. Of course, he's sticking up. You need to come interview him with me or with the counselor. I'm like, did you not read the freaking? We read it. We read it. Like we don't want to bother him anymore. It's delicate. mind. I'm like, why didn't you have him interviewed in front of me? Well, like, that's where he was. I'm like, wow, dude. Wow. I'm like, so this child therapist that knows more about children and their behavior than all of us in this room combined. And that gets was one of the only counselors in the state of Utah that not only can testify on a child's behalf, and the judge will listen and probably make the decision based on their testimony. But this specific was one of three that is qualified and AFCC certified that takes kids under 13 years old. You're telling me that after reading her letter that says he has been, in my professional opinion, this kid's been coached. And they're blaming me for that, I think. Because they needed a release form. They needed this release form to uh, for me to sign. Two and a half years later, two years later, they, they're like, well, you, ref- you refused to sign the release form? What the hell, I didn't? First off, why didn't you subpoena talking to this lady? Because she's seen Mary and I multiple times together. But she's also had the boy there multiple times. And got, like she's seen the entire thing go down for a year and a half, right? Maybe more, maybe two, two and a half years. it, she's seen it all. Well, they're like, well, I'm like, I never refused anything. They're like, well, they're like, so you'll sign up. I'm like, where's it at? Let me see it. She comes back, she's like, well, we don't have it here. We'll catch back up with you and we'll get it. Well, three weeks later, I couldn't even believe they it. didn't call me the next day and ask for it. Three weeks later, they get back to me. They're like, oh, you got uh, your ex-girlfriend's phone number, and do you have Butler's number, like your dad? i like, you don't
2: have their number? Yeah, I feel like the police shouldn't have to call you for someone's number.
0: <laughs> oh, especially some of the number one people involved. So, yeah. I, And they didn't even mention the release form. Didn't even mention it. I was like, what the hell's going on? So I chilled. I'm like, if they're not going to ask for it, I guess they don't need it. Well, several months later, Maureen's father calls and asks them if I had signed it yet. They're like, oh, our hands are tied. Uh, Until he signs that paper, our hands are just tied. There's nothing we can do. I'm like, well, until I'm not going to disturb their investigation. They should come ask me for it, and I'll give it to them. Well, three or four times later, the father had asked them about it. And they never came and asked me once for it. Not even once. They've written two emails looking for other phone numbers and never asked for that release form. Why? You'd think that she would be the number. They talked, they interviewed 75 plus people. 75. Those are all just hearsays. And here we've got somebody with a degree. Somebody that already testifies in court that has interviewed the two most suspected parties has seen it all. Interviewed the child, written letters.
1: It I just was- amazes me of how much the family court system and the police just ignore all the warning signs. It's like, okay, I'm gonna have to wait until I'm one dead. of us dies for you to even look my way. Are and now kidding? they're still not doing anything. Yeah, they
0: still did they st- oh, oh, one of us is dead. One of us is. And I personally believe, I don't think, I don't think, any, I don't think they're really even working on it. I don't know. I don't know what was hell's going on, but I do know this. They never came. It wasn't, obviously wasn't important enough for him to come. At, I would have been banging on my freaking door. I, you know, I'd be like, dude, you said he'd sign it. Where is it? Let's get it here. Thank you so much. And I wouldn't even have waited for that. I would have just subpoenaed it. Nope. I'm not waiting for you to sign nothing. This is too important of a witness. We need it. we need to interview them now. She has so many, so many, de- so many details, so much. It wouldn't crack the case, but it sure would add a huge element.
1: It would have helped. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I think. Oh, and it was crazy. My son said he overheard a conversation with Mary and Krista about on uh, the, the day after I got, I got shot and she's screaming and yelling at Mary, demanding that Mary give, her the hospital, my hospital bedroom information, because she needed to finish the job. That came out of my son's mouth, and then and then that changed from that to that she wanted to come give me a big hug because I just lost my wife. Hmm. Tell me the information. So yep, you ain't coming to me and nothing else, nobody and nothing. There is nothing. And nobody. Period. Period.
1: And your um your back door was completely shattered. I don't know. I don't know wasn't. if you mentioned that. Yeah. Um. And you and Maureen were both hit with a shotgun, correct?
0: Yeah. It wasn't. No, the back door was not shattered. It was just that it was the uh it was the it was the window.
1: Oh. Okay. I was thinking that's it was the stayed full back. My
0: life. Because they shot through the window, mm-hmm. and that's what triggered the alarm. If that alarm when it triggered, then I'd be dead too.
2: So do the police have any suspects or theories of what happened? Like have they at least been told you people of interest or just
0: nope. Nope. they they as far as I thought, they, they cleared all the girls. They cleared them. That's what I thought. Oh. Nope. <laughs> no. Nope. That's why I'm I was I was just gonna leave all as well. I was, wasn't gonna go on the news, I was just gonna leave it be. But after this has gone on this long, uh,
1: and nothing's come of it, right? I
0: guess you know. Like, well, I, 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 I can't. How am I going to live a normal life? Yeah, I can't live. There's always this. Like, I have to. Where am I have to move to the jungle so I can, you know, feel safe? And now there's this. There's this group of people that think I have something to do with it. It's insane. It's, it's literal insanity. How
2: do you shoot yourself in the face with a like big gun like that?
0: Yeah, and from uh twenty, you know, fifteen feet away. And
1: the gun just goes missing.
0: And the gun goes missing, and I somehow blew up my hip too, and was able to hide it. You know, how? Like, it's physically impossible. On top of that, it's like, yeah, how like. All the like the records of the alarm because even if the alarm's not armed, if you open a door window, it'll trigger. It'll it'll show you know like front window open, hmm. and it shows on a log that it was open. Everything matched up to what I said. Every single thing. There wasn't one thing that was not accounted for. Not one.
1: Like oh. I just got to say too, uh, shotgun. You don't have to be a very good shot to hit your target because uh, it has all those little bullets that just go everywhere. Um, I the
0: first shot. Yeah.
1: And so, and it's loud. So with that being said, I don't feel like it was a professional job. I feel like it was someone that one of these girls knew or maybe Krista's dad knew and just, you know, paid them a little bit just to do it.
0: Well, whatever the case was, they knew well enough to know that there was no ballistic um there was no ballistics with that shotgun they knew i think they knew exactly what they were doing personally um how they get in how do they get out how did they get out of the neighborhood they cost they had 10 terabytes of video footage they collected over three weeks of that entire vicinity how they're like nope nope we have nothing on the video that's what they told me last nope nope we've gone through it all there's nothing wait how (laughs) is that
1: possible how? No, I mean, I, I don't believe that. I don't believe that there's not a few cars that are going in and out that aren't normally in that neighborhood that you can track down. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. No one saw nothing. No one. There's got to be something on someone's device. If they have that much information, they've got to have something.
0: But no, I heard a rumor from uh, another friend of mine. They say they know this officer that works uh, in the uh, in the department down there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, that case has been shelved. It's basically a cold case. They're not even working on it. Straight up, not even working on it. Oh, we ran out of leads. They went out to California, talked to like complete like people that were like totally insignificant. I mean, I'm just like, wow, <laughs> wow. That's
1: ridiculous.
0: Insane." They i what, I don't know. I think I'm I make evidence if need to like
1: I think um I think we're short on time today, but we will definitely have to do this again. Um yeah. And talk with all three of us again on theories and um, more information that I know that you have that I've kind of looked at, too.
0: I could pass on whatever I got.
1: Possibly, if anyone listening, if any of our listeners
2: have questions, please feel free to submit them. And uh,
1: maybe we can get some answers on questions from listeners. Yeah. That'd be awesome. And hey, guys, if you guys know anything, like I said, if it really does have this many people involved, someone knows something. So someone's gonna squeal. <laughs> and no information is not good information. So anything you do have, you're more than welcome to send it to us. Or I'm glad. I'm hope you guys enjoyed this part. And uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, at our website, Crime Theories Podcast at. Um, dot com and uh, email us crime theories podcast at gmail.com um, and well as always guys just keep fucking going so a spooky season is here and that means that you know what you guys need to get on hunt a killer
2: it is a great way as temperatures are theoretically going to start cooling down to spend a little more time inside
1: Yeah, for sure. Well, what a great way to, uh, you know, start up the spooky season by finding out your own little mystery. Um, it's mystery box. that comes to you monthly and hunt a killer is just a great way uh, to help pass the time and get into that spooky season. So guys, um, use code theories and you guys can get 20% off, um, any of your mystery boxes. I'll go ahead and link it down below. So check it out. That's hunt a killer.